Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I'm one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn. And I'm the other host, Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of these United States. And uh, this is a political chat show between uh, myself, a common man in Chicago, and uh, the former president here. That's right. Can I just say, Abe, up top, I'm so glad we lived through last week's episode. <laughs> I, I was going to get to that second. I was just going to say, from a podcasting standpoint, it's way easier when you just are here as opposed to the summoning where the lights go out in the room and it gets very windy. Yeah, and you have to kind of hold down your computer in case I knock uh-huh. it out. Yeah. And as I think we've talked about this before, it makes that whoosh sound that it kind of sounds like someone just Googled whoosh sound and picked the first option and downloaded that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's good for me, too, because you really have much more patience for me giving movie recaps when I show up a little early. Right. So I think that's good. Although perhaps that's part of the bargain you're making. A little trade-off. Also, we shouldn't forget to mention that your dog Penny freaks out when I whoosh in here. Yes. There's a lot of barking, uh, then, so we had to cut the whoosh out. And you're in a YMCA, so there's a yeah. lot of neighbors who are going to have complaints about it. Yeah, she's got a... Well, I was about to say a bone. It's not actually a bone. Can I run something by you? I started buying her these things called bully sticks, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They kind of look like meat. Do, oh, you, I, do yeah. you know what they are? Yeah, I suppose they're like the uh, the penis of a, of a bull. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that when I bought them. So it's weird that my dog is just, like, chomping on a bull hey, wiener. use every part of the animal, and it, it is a delicious part. I guess that's right. Have you ever had the testicles? I've not had bull testicles. Uh, that seems like something someone from your time would eat, though. Yeah, but it was always kind of a... Uh, I mean, we would, but you usually would... Most of the time, if you had a, if you had a bull, you would, you would neuter it beforehand. Right, so and I'm I, just going to move this, this bull penis over... No, I understand. To the counter. And I was just getting distracted because I know I've already given you the, the rundown of the three different ways you can castrate a bull. Right. Yes. Hey, so last week we visited the militia. The Illinois Volunteer Militia. It got a little frightening. Because we had an intro introduction interview with them, like an on-ramp, yeah. that's what uh-huh. it was called. And they turned out to be um, extremists. And a, but left extremists, which we didn't get that vibe from their website. Right. And I didn't even understand why they liked guns so much. Me but... neither. That's, yeah. Um, and also, I think that was our first episode where we had live gunshots during our interview. We had a total of <clears throat> 10 live gunshots in the, in the whole. Are your ears okay? Mine are still alive. Mine are good. They were loud shots. It was almost as if someone Googled gunshots, and it was the first sound that came up. Yeah, just like a... Just a blanket sound effect of five. Yeah, right. it's that's what it sounded like. Right. Yes. Uh, so we survived, and we learned a lot about um, left-wing extremists. Hold on. I just want to push back on that. It actually sounded like someone put a little bit of effort in. That's what it sounded. It sounded like gunshots that somebody put a little bit of effort in to find. Maybe like half an hour at least, I'd say. Timothy, every episode we do sounds like something that people put a little bit of effort into. So you don't have to worry. Right, right, right. And anyway... I learned about something called communism. Yeah. I mean, wasn't that uh, a thing back in your time, at least, no. even as a theory? No, not really at all. Oh. It was barely cropping up. Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a big thing while you were gone. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It sounds terrifying. What do you mean? The idea or what happened while you were gone? No, the idea of it. Oh, horizontal leadership structure, abolishing <laughs> the family... Constantly having to self-crit. I feel like you're getting kind of a warped view of communism. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't even know what I believe in in terms of economic theory. But w- isn't there something appealing about communism in that everybody is at least taken care of to some extent? Taken care of by who? The state. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, couldn't you say you? 
I, isn't it likely to, to think that there'd be less homeless people under a communist uh, uh, government than no. a capitalist one? No. You don't think so? I think it's more likely that everyone's homeless in a communist system. Sure. And You're talking to a man who I think three or four times voted against funding an Illinois state education system. Yeah, you gotta tamp that stuff down. You gotta... What? what? I tamp mean, down my personal history? <laughs> Proud of where I came from. Look at this sweet dog I got you. Hey, Penny. She's very interested. Yeah. She's kind of looking at the mic, too, trying to smell it. Yeah, we have an actual dog <laughs> in our recording. <laughs> Which, usually, where I come from in my time, you got a dog... The danger! Well, not just danger, but... Yeah. If, the, if a dog's got to run the place, it's kind of a... The, well, really sneezing. <laughs> a lot of sneezing here, Penny. going on. That's probably my fault. I probably brought some stuff in from the afterlife. Um, Dogs just running around and kind of having free reign is a sign yeah. of kind of decay or, or that humanity's being run out. So. so you didn't have this kind of domestication during your time? No. Interesting. Not at all. Too many... You didn't want to have to feed him. I'm not sure you have this any level. Of I'm, I'm working. Okay, I'm I'm doing a fine job. Okay, she does growl at you a little less than before. She has a bull penis that she can chew on whenever she wants. You That's know? pretty good. Um, where were we? Communism. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I just feel like capitalism is brutal at times, isn't it? I think life is brutal. I understand that. You think life was less brutal and we didn't have. A system of exchange or, or or a standardized currency for goods it was pretty worse. No, I understand that it was worse when we were all just roving bands of tribes or whatever. Um, I'm just saying, like, in capitalism, there is always a winner and a loser, right? Okay. Uh, in business, in anything. And, I, again, I'm not a defender of communism because we don't have a good example of communism in human history. So then maybe that means there's... No good communism if there's no good example. But if we were all, if you and I were stuck on an island okay. with with 30 other people, by the way, and I'm getting sidetracked here, but there's a show called Lost I think you should check out at some point. Okay. It is admittedly more dumb now thinking back on it. I'm getting sidetracked. Um, if we all got stuck on an island together, we would develop a communist society, right? We wouldn't start like selling our goods. Okay. An island has kind of fixed borders, and there's no room sure. for expansion. Yeah. And you're kind of stuck there. But everyone gets taken care of that way, at least. Oh, I think everyone does until someone decides to murder someone else, take all his stuff. But that can happen in a capitalist society, too. Yeah, well, I don't know. Let's get let's get to the news. Maybe We're it was not... communism that got all them stuck on that island in the first place. Maybe we should both... Maybe this should be a great debate between you and me. Okay, yeah. Time. We'll prep for this. Summon Stephen Douglas. He can fight for communism. Hey, um, so the Secretary of State got got uh, fired yeah, this week. Too bad. So sad. <laughs> We've talked before about what your Secretary of State did. During your time, foreign policy was really just, hey, please don't take the rebellion that's happening in my country seriously. A little of that. Yeah. A little of swindling here and there, too. And a little of keeping the peace, making sure our, our, yeah. our harbors and our ports were, were safe. No one uh, decides to um, uh, recognize the Confederate currency, things of this nature. That, yes. Yeah. Um, Buying Alaska. What What do you make of all this turnover? Uh, you famously went through a lot of generals during the war. I think a lot of turnover is actually pretty natural for the job. It's kind yeah. of a... a it's a high-stress environment. It burns people out quickly. I think the last administration did have a lot of turnout, don't you think? Uh, the Obama administration? Yeah, they had a lot he of went through of... many chiefs of staff. 
Yeah, yeah a lot more of than More than uh, a normal president. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's part of it, but I think that the way that this goes about it just seems kind of half-hearted, yeah. ad hoc. And multiple reports have said that this place is the least pleasant business environment that they've ever been a part of, or government environment. Yeah, I believe that for a man who... <sighs> Part of his branding is is that he's classy and he's tough. I just don't see any of that evident in the way he fires people. It's a lot of just tweeting and, like, hearing secondhand. Which, I mean, you've probably fired people, I assume, back in your time. Oh, yeah. You want to look them in the eyes, right? You want to see their eyes. No, no, no. We're talking about two different things. I'm talking about showing them the respect of saying, I've made this decision. And I'm I'm talking about... (laughs) Showing them to respect me. See what I can do to you? <laughs> it seems like you're like getting pleasure out of firing people. Well, maybe there's something to that. Okay. Um, what else happened today? So, oh, Pennsylvania, the special election. We two, had a blue dog Democrat win in a very, very red district. Two, did he win? Uh, by roughly five to 600 votes. Wow, a blowout. Yes. <laughs> no, sir. There were a total of like uh, 220,000 votes. Oh, in right, total. yes. There's, yeah, there's a lot far, of people now. Far too many mouths to feed. Yes. Um, so this uh, uh, this was a, a county that, uh, this is a district that Trump won by like 20 points during the election. Okay. Do you think Republicans should be worried, given that uh, they experienced this loss? I don't know if it means anything. Do you think it means anything? I think it means everything we've been talking about for the past, like, year. And it's not terribly surprising. Democrats don't like Trump. We talk all the time. People, pundits, talk all the time about how, like, Democrats need a message. They don't, they can't just run on, we hate Trump. We hate Trump seems to be working. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying it's happening. Well, all right, so that's what you think the strategy should be? We're not Trump? I mean, wasn't that the Republican strategy with Obama? We're not Obama. People liked Obama, though. Yeah. He was cool. He went on TV. Not everyone, though. He shot, he shot jump shots. <laughs> You've been watching some Obama clips? He had some... He liked to play basketball. He sings basketball. Al Green. Yeah. Oh, he sang a little. He played basketballs in full pants. Yeah. You never saw him wear shorts. That wouldn't be presidential. <laughs> whenever whenever uh, we had some sort of... Uh, uh, racial flashpoint in this country you'd kind of be like he made it worse this what oh sorry what you think obama made it worse i thought that's what you were going no that's not what i was going for i was going to say like oh this guy has a uh a knowledge of these sorts of things well that's what we think because we're woke but he didn't (laughs) actually help with all the people who are not woke but but what did he do to to disenfranchise the people that weren't woke ah he was black (laughs) and he was smarter than them and so that that made them feel really bad about themselves. That's it? Yeah. What do you think? <sighs> Look, Tim, it's not a problem for me because I'm woke. But I'm just saying, that made things much worse. Yeah. Because he acknowledged that there were differences still. And then that made people feel like, oh, we're supposed to move past this. Yeah. Remember, I don't even see race. But I, again, it's, see how it's, that's a problem? Yeah. It's but a, if you think you don't even see race, yeah. then he's like, oh, yeah, we got race. And not only that. Some, some races are treated worse than others. Oh, that's not a good thing. Plus, he's he's black and he's smarter than them. Yeah. So they're not going to like that. But are they happy now with Trump? Oh, I I think... 
I, I don't know. I think that if they tell themselves that Trump is the anti-Obama, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there have been enough people who've made liking Trump miserable <laughs> that I think that... You're saying, like, uh, they get Facebook posts or texts from their nephews and nieces, and they're like, look at this fucking idiot that you voted for. Well, I think Trump himself is is not always staying on message. And oh, absolutely. Has a lot of wives and an ugly, <laughs> ugly face and body. So it's hard to root for. Hey, hold on. They saw that ugly face and body, which, by the way, let's stop body shaming him, for a full year before they voted for him. Right, and then they were like, because he was kind of like a sticking their thumb in somebody's eye. Yeah. But now they kind of got to look at him. It's kind of tiring. Yeah, I mean, you know. look at him. It'd also be nice, I'm just, I'm saying from our perspective and probably their perspective, if all content, like let's even look at just Saturday Night Live, wasn't Trump all the time. Sure. Like that's exhausting. Yeah. Sir, um, we wanted to keep this uh, a brief episode, but we also, we have some mailbag uh, entries. To Let's get up. to it. All right. Um, we have a couple of emails. First one uh, is from my Rob, uh, from my friend Rob Grabowski. Nice. Have you ever met him? I don't know if I have met Rob Grabowski. He's a good guy. Um, Polish, huh? I think so. What? He's white. He's a white guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't see race. But I do know he's one of those Polish Polish guys. Rob writes, here's a movie pitch. He doesn't address it to either one of us specifically. Oh, okay. Here's... Thanks for taking the time to write, though, Rob. Uh, subject line, movie idea. Here's a movie pitch. Lincoln has to get his gang of dead presidents back together for one last heist to steal the Declaration of Independence. Feel free to use this, Abe. Um, so I, I think there's a good chance this is in response to, do you remember that episode where you kept talking about movies you wanted to make? Right. Where you do Gunkata and I'm somewhere drawing pornography? Yeah. Yeah. Me. This could be in response to that. Um. Like where the White House is down or Olympus has fallen. And a bunch of people come to fight you, but then you Gunkata them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I, I get what's happening. Yeah. No- North Koreans yeah. have broken in and they've stolen the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> And they think that, they're like, watch, America will crumble because it has no longer its founding charter. Uh-huh. And sure enough, little mayhem breaks out on the streets. It becomes basically like the purge election year because we don't have the Declaration of Independence. But there's only like one guy who could get it back, and that's me. But uh-huh. I have to get my gang together. You need a team. Yeah, and you're part of that team. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's name the other people first, and then we'll end up on me. Okay, great. So who's in this team? Okay, great. So we need the kind of brawler, the enforcer. We get Andrew Jackson. Sure. The, the genocidal maniac with the guns up his butt. Yeah. He comes. Uh, shoot it. first, uh, ask questions later. Right. He yeah. comes to blow the doors out, all right? Yeah. Then we get Taft, who's just a good good time, but he also could be the master of disguise, who kind of sneaks in and helps us get into the building. <laughs> this acts is, like the maintenance worker. This is funny. This is a more Ocean's Eleven vibe than I thought it was, but oh, I guess that makes sense. Why else would we just be assembling the team? The, uh, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was a... Um, uh, what's the Sylvester Stallone movie with the old guys, old action movie stars? Uh, Expendables? Expendables. That's what I thought. This yeah, that's pretty be. good. It's close. Uh, okay, and then we need someone to be kind of the honeypot to kind of sleep with the sexy Korean The woman. face, the the handsome guy. So that's John F. Kennedy. He's yeah. going to sleep with the, the woman okay. and help us get the access codes. He'll steal them from her purse the next morning. Okay. Okay. Wait, do you, I have a couple others. Yeah. Okay. Thomas Jefferson, okay. he'll be there. He'll drive the getaway car. It's funny, I would have thought him as the seductive guy. Oh, okay. He's and a good smooth talker. 
Yeah, I, I think JFK is a little more. He's current. more handsome. Yeah, and then you'll be there, and you'll be uh, you'll be drawing like the 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 graphic novel version of it. it. There's all these, there are a lot of nudie bodies everywhere, a lot of naked women. <laughs> is it even worth it to talk about the genesis of why in every one of these movies I'm drawing nudie books? It's because you have nudie books in your house. They're comic book. They're graphic novels, sir. You just opened to a part. Every that had... time I opened, though, <laughs> I got I got a nudie page. So, anyways, um, thank but, you, Rob. Well, that you know that reminds me. Have you ever seen the National Treasure movies? You would probably love them. Um, I have. They are terrible. I, I, wait, I I don't, I don't like to. Okay, yeah, I do like terrible movies. I I haven't, but I have seen Ghost Rider. Sure, right. So so you know Nick Cage. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze. Uh, National Treasure is uh, um, Nick Cage uh, playing this treasure hunter who is... A pirate? No. No. You should watch Pirates of the Caribbean, though. Uh, He's like a a treasure hunter, professor kind of guy, and he... um, There's all these secrets with, like, the Declaration of Independence and, like, the President's Secret Files. And it's right at the beginning of when Nick Cage is clearly not willing to give up being a leading man, but his body is just giving out, and he, he started looking like worse and worse and everybody refers to him as like so handsome and it's it's a very sad movie in that regard okay um let's go to our next email uh this one is from our friend uh sarah gore uh who has written into us before uh sarah says uh subject line uh sartorial choices i didn't realize until you mentioned seeing black panther that the only outfit i ever picture abe wearing is the iconic black suit uh stovepipe hat look is this accurate? If so, did he change it up for the Black Panther outing? If he didn't, did anyone notice? Thanks. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. No, I'm still pretty much wearing the same outfit. Yeah. Occasionally, you will switch it up and uh, wear the You're My Boy Blue t-shirt that I got you. Oh, yeah. What would that have been? Christmas 2016? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yes. Yeah, I will. Although, Mary Todd has it. Mary Todd has your You're My Boy Blue shirt? Yeah. Okay. We hooked up. She needed something to wear. Was was this after the Christmas episode we... Or did you guys hook up again? No, the most recent Christmas episode where I found Penny behind the dumpster. Yes. But you really only hook up with your wife once a year, it seems like. Okay. After having a yelling yeah, podcast how, how with me. Yeah, how often do you hook up with your wife? I don't have a wife, sir. I'm single. Well... You know this. Game, set, match. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah, do you have any recommendations for food... Or for, for clothes I should be wearing? I have tried to tell you about clothes for like... You know what's great about men's fashion? It doesn't really change that much, huh? It really doesn't. No. Suits are still great. Suits are still suits. Yeah. My coat's a little longer than most coats, but people don't really notice. And if I don't wear my hat, no one recognizes me. No. The hat would be a bit much today. You'd be seen as eccentric. Oh, eccentric. Yeah. I'd be seen, I'd be seen as a steampunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of steampunk stuff set in your era, actually. Yeah. A lot of people wearing goggles and... Oh, great. Yeah. Can't wait. I think that's everything, right, sir? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question for Abe, feel free to write in at 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. Any last words, sir? No, that's good for me. That sounded ominous. Any last words? Any, any last words in this episode? No. Do you have any last words? That dog just licked me in the mouth after eating her bull penis. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>